VR chat is implemented a security update that shattered the community and it might not recover. Plus, if you want to buy a VR headset now, you have to pay $100 more. Tonight is August 7th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say, uh, even if. Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So, video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore. What would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. I'm like, where are all the what are what button does what? It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a long couple of weeks. Hello, everybody. We're back. Welcome to uh, probably a rehashing old news edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, welcome. Thank you so much for being here, uh, especially tonight. And I'll talk about that way later on in the show. Uh, But uh, thank you so much for being here. We do tape the show live, hopefully each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash VOG Network. I will be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night uh but if you can't be here this is a podcast i completely understand if you can't be here live on sunday nights uh we do have a discord server if you want to communicate back with the show and uh, suggest topics uh during the weeks especially when we're off for, for some weeks i want to know what y'all want to hear about uh you can go over to vognetwork.com slash discord to get the invite into our discord server it does not uh ping you it does not spam you it's not very heavily trafficked so it's a nice little addition to your discord server if you've already got 50 discord servers or whatever i don't know uh but uh, we'd love to have you there we'd love to have you join us there uh so uh let's go ahead and get kind of basically right into uh some of the the topics that i want to talk about and i'm actually gonna be talking about some stuff that happened early last week so we're not even talking about uh stuff that happened this week yet there is some stuff about this week a little bit later on in the show but we're going to start off talking about a big story that I was following last week before I was out last weekend. Uh, And it's about VR chat. So get your drinks ready because we're talking about VR. Uh, Are are we excited that I'm getting to talk about VR again here on the show? I used to talk about VR all the time. Uh, But now this is kind of interesting because this this program I'm talking about, VR chat, uh, you've probably heard of it. Uh, Probably not in very good terms, but it is... It's the closest thing we have to the metaverse right now. And the uh, and it's a metaverse that people actually liked. And there was even a, a really good YouTube uh, channel. I think it was the People Make Games YouTube channel did this whole deep dive about why it's the metaverse that people have created rather than the metaverse that businesses have created. So it's the closest thing we have uh, to it. Uh, they have uh, essentially gone to war with their own community. And... Uh, and uh, Fifth Dream says, I was literally just looking at my Steam library, and when you said VR chat, I saw it needs an update. We're going to talk about that update. So, and uh, so VR chat 
uh, they have, it's probably a very small team, uh, and they've blown up a lot. So VR chat, it is a, uh, v- VR, it is a chatting platform. It's a chat room with voice and, and avatars. You do not need a VR headset to use it. You can use it with a mouse and keyboard on a monitor. Uh, and, and many people do that. And, uh, it's essentially in VR chat. Uh, what you can do is it's you can use Unity, the Unity game engine, to create your own worlds. So the, you can create your own maps and you can create your own avatars. You do have to have spent time in VR chat to get to that point, uh, and you have to have spent time in public servers with other people interacting. And you have to have friends before you can get to that point. You can't just create an account and start uploading things, but. You, uh, it, it's a very much a user created world, a user created experience. People have made complete games in VR Chat. Uh, there's a whole like Among Us thing uh, where people can play Among Us in VR Chat. There's car- several Cards Against Humanity rooms where you can play Cards Against Humanity in VR Chat, and it facilitates all of that. Uh, there's also rooms where people have made where you can watch content. Um, like uh, a lot, a lot of them are like anime rooms and stuff. But uh, you know, you you get access to content, and and you watch them with other people, and you can do things uh, in in VR chat, and it's free software. Uh, so it, a lot of communities have sprung up around this, uh, and a lot of uh, people have have imported avatars, and they have their own avatars uh, that speak to them. A lot of anime women have avatars. And uh, it's it's every, even the even the men have anime women avatars, and it's because somebody learned that um, you can import uh, like the Hatsune Miku avatar. Uh, it is in the same format as VR Chat. So basically, everybody's avatar is a variation of some of these anime avatars from Vocaloid software. MMD, I think. Uh, is is the software? I, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what the Japanese avatar rigging software is, but you can import those avatars, and most of those are anime women, and so most people have anime women avatars. It is actually very difficult to find a publicly created avatar because people can create avatars, uh, and they'll they'll create them of like video game characters or or anything like that. It is very difficult to find an adult male with a beard or a goatee. Very very difficult to find one of those. Because uh, I actually have spent some time in VR chat, but never in really a public world. Always in private. Like I've created like private instances of these people's worlds and gone around through there. There's actually some good stuff at like the Dragon Con Hotel and stuff. There's some really neat stuff in it. So, so that's the community that has been built up, and people have been uh, a part of these communities for years, and they've got their entire identity is inside VR chat. Um, so, a- anime women and and also the furry community. Uh, it, there's a lot of furry avatars and stuff uh, in VR chat. So this is their kind of there. This is their space. And once you get in a community, you can get private invites to private servers, so you don't have the random people coming in and doing the knuckles meme because that whole knuckles thing uh, came out of 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 VR chat. So anyway, I'm giving you that background to tell you kind of how that community is being got fractured about 12 days ago. So this is two weeks ago. And uh, and Fifth Dream says there are some amazing avatars if you know where to look. Yes, there are, and I've tried to like find some of those, but they're all either like anime women or they're anime men who were built from the women avatars because that's what everybody has. Anyway, 
uh, the developer of VR Chat banned all mods from its virtual reality social platform, and the com- community is very unhappy. So, IGN reports uh, that uh, VR Chat uh, announced that it was going to uh, introduce Easy Anti Cheat, a common PC counter hacking and cheating service used in games like Elden Ring, Fortnite, and more. It's being in- introduced because, according to the developers, Malicious modified clients allow users to attack and harass others, causing a huge amount of moderation issues. There are other reasons listed, too, with developer VR chat uh, saying that even seemingly non-malicious modifications complicate the support and development of VR chat and make it impossible for VR chat creators to work within the expected documented bounds of VR chat. So, um, what they're tr- what they're basically saying is that people have introduced mods. Uh, that basically attack, attack and harass and make the community worse uh, because VR chat was designed uh, as a software program uh, with a little bit too much emphasis on the client. So I'm going to kind of go into some software terms here for you. There's a client and a server. Uh, so a server is the cloud. The cloud is just someone else's computer. Somebody decide we're going to call it the cloud, but it's really somebody else's computer. And the client is the program that runs on your computer. Now, there is a very common saying in development of anybody that does a client-server architecture of software, be it games or business software or anything like that. The, the, the phrase is, the client is in the hands of the enemy. So, unfortunately, VRChat has a lot of things being determined by the clients and not on the servers. Whereas somebody who maybe has a little bit more experience in doing client server stuff like, let's say, World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy fourteen or any of these MMOs, they realize that they have to do a lot of stuff on the server because you cannot trust the client. The client from your computer is untrustworthy. Uh, be- and, and even EverQuest found this out very early on. Uh, that you know, twenty something years ago, because people realized that uh, EverQuest, the server, was sending everything about the zone you were in. It was you, you, you were in zones in EverQuest. It was sending everything about that zone where everything was to the client, and the client was deciding what the player could see. And people realized that, so they somebody created a middleware that ran on a Linux server that would actually intercept the packets. It was called Show EQ. And you, that way you could exa- see if a certain enemy was up, what its timer was when it was coming back. And so people could, could run around and basically dominate the entire zone. And there was no multiple zones. There was one zone for that server. It wasn't like games today where it's instanced. EverQuest didn't have instancing like that. So they realized that the client was in the hands of the enemy. And if you don't want the player to know something, you do not tell the client on the player's computer. Because if the client knows it, then the player can get to it. And so VRChat did not take that lesson. And so there were many things that people could put into the client that affected everybody else. And it could even sometimes could even crash other players that were maybe on lower end computers or lower end lower spec PCs or anything like that. Unfortunately, other mods, so this banned all mods. Unfortunately, the majority of their community used mods as accessibility tools to make VR chat better for them and for them to even be able to use it at all. Some mods add major features to VR chat and are otherwise a huge part of its appeal to the community. For some, those mods features are vital 
such as adding closed captioning for deaf and hard of hearing, which will be removed as part of the anti-cheat implementation. Uh, so the announcement has sent the community into an uproar with Twitter, Discord, and other social media platforms exploding with complaints in response to the blog post. Uh, the game's Steam page shot from mo- uh, showing mostly positive re- uh, reviews to overwhelmingly negative as a result of the announcement as, as users of, with hundreds of hours of playtime slam the developers behind the game that they love. Uh, user Frostclaw wrote, uh, hor- quote, horrible devs entirely disconnected from the community and what they want, unquote. And Zulfix wrote that the anti-cheat will, quote, lower frame rates, increase instability, and stop wholesome mods, accessibility mods, and quality of life mods, quote, unquote, under, among other things. So there was even a mod that was doing closed captions. So uh, it was doing automatic closed captions so deaf people could still be in VR chat and have all the visual experiences and be with their friends. Um... So uh, they did, VRChat did issue a response to the community, updating its initial blog post, say it has heard and understood the complaints, but it will not cancel the implementation. Like, there was somebody in our Discord that was saying, well, you know, they're going to get the blowback, and then they're going to reverse their decision. They're like, no, we're, we're still going to do it. You're just going to have to deal with it. But we're going to try to implement some of these mods. Uh, they said, quote, uh, however, we hear you and see you and that saying that many of the modified client features that were being lost are extremely important to you or in some cases allow you to use VR chat at all when in regards to modifications that added accessibility features that VR chat currently lacks. Addressing these concerns and feedback is our highest priority. We are changing our internal development roadmap and priorities to focus on the features and additions that you want. Currently, ongoing projects are being paused, rescheduled or reprioritized and resources are being reallocated to account for this change. Unquote. Uh, the first changes being made pertain to accessibility issues such as the removal of closed captions, uh, with VRChat saying it is fast-tracking se- uh, several similar features through production. It promised that more information will follow soon and that these initial updates will be first of many, also thanking fans for their patience as they work through the list of concerns. Fistream says, yes, all the cheating in a program with no competition allowing people to communicate, so VRChat took the chat out of VRChat. And uh, ZenMonkey11 says, VRChat is fun times, but it's been taken over by kids. I was in VRChat a few days ago. The main hum has changed now. They ruined it. Um, Bull in our Discord, Bull can't be here live on Sunday nights, but he w- he brought this up on the Discord. He said they were temporary banning users even before this if they were discovered to be using mods. But to my knowledge, they did not have automatic detention uh, detection. Two people that Bull knows got temp banned like that because they were streaming VR chat with a mo- an accessibility mod on. Now it's most likely fully automatic, which is uh, just the old policy, except it's now being enforced to a much higher degree. Um, and ZenMonkey11 says, VRChat has games that allow people to cheat. It's not just social. And I'm reading ZenMonkey11's comments because I know that ZenMonkey11 has spent a lot more time in VRChat than I have. I've gone in and I've looked around. Uh, and in private, you can create, you can go into a world and say, I want a private world that only I can invite people to. And that way I'm not in there with the community. I don't talk to people in VR chat or anything like that. Uh, but I have gone around and like seen some of the games that people have made and some of the other things. There's a lot of interesting and neat things that people have created in VR chat. Um, but, uh, bull brings up that they were against mods already. Because mods were always against terms of service, but they were not able to really do much about it. And I think what's happened is that they have decided that this is a better uh, thing for them instead of playing cat and mouse with the malicious mods that allowed people to cheat. Um, and, and, 
yes, there is crossfire on this. And unfortunately, the majority of their com uh, community were using mods that didn't harm other people. It just helped them and didn't affect anything else. But unfortunately, playing cat and mouse uh, was probably not in VR chat's best interest. Uh, so they're basically fighting their community on this. And one other thing that's going on that I saw, because I was looking, this all happened like 12 days ago. I was like, well, has anything changed in the last week? And unfortunately, no news articles came up, but I did kind of, I was looking uh, on, on Twitter in the VR chat hashtag, and it's interesting. There's something else that they're doing. And this may show why they're doing this, the, the banning of the mods. I think they're probably trying to sell. And the reason I say that is because they have now started banning people who do not safe for work content. They're doing what Tumblr did. Remember Tumblr? And remember when Yahoo bought Tumblr and then they decided that they were going to enforce a lot of their rules and pretty much destroyed the Tumblr community at the time? And I don't know if Tumblr ever really did recover. I know it still exists and people still use it. But VR chat is now starting to do the same thing. And we're not talking about not safe for work things in like being available in public servers on VR chat. It's people making videos on other sites that have adult content on them using VR chat. And DJ Rama says it was Verizon, not Yahoo. I'm on the Tumblr thing. I apologize. So they're getting rid of the mods and trying to get rid of the cheaters that are exploiting the client and, and client features. Now, one of the things I should say is some of the mods that people use is to make the, uh, make it more stable, make the server, uh, make the client more stable. So people don't crash out because other people can absolutely upload avatars that overload computers, uh, and crash the clients that hasn't been banned because that was not modding. That was not being modded. That was people actually legitimately uploading an avatar that works on their computer because they may have a beefy machine with a GT, uh, with an RTX 3090 Ti Ultra, whatever. But people using lower-end computers, they can't handle all the particle effects or whatever's with that, and it crashes. And there were mods that stopped that from happening because VR Chat's built-in security features does not, don't do a good enough job of stopping that. Uh, and th that's no mods. That still happens today. It's just now you're more likely to crash because you can't run your stability mod. I think what they're doing is they're trying to clean themselves up so they can be sold. Because they're going after people that make content that they don't agree with, which was against terms of service, but they weren't really going after it. But now they're banning a lot of those people. They're banning a lot of modders. They're trying to clean themselves up to be sold. They're trying to say, hey, we got all this goodwill and you know this great community, and now we're trying to sell. Zenmonkey11 says, my, my main social VR app is Altspace VR, which is actually run by Microsoft now. Uh, that place downgraded a lot, too. Looks like a lot of these social VR apps are doing stuff to protect users, too. Uh, there is another, I think, Chill Out VR is what a lot of people moved to or tried to move to, and they got like 10,000 signups on the day that the security update blog post came up. And I think that's they're trying to become the, the new VR chat that allows all that other stuff. Uh, this is still ongoing. Uh, VR chat's going to be staying the course, uh, and fighting modders. And, uh, there's going to be a lot of people that used to use VR chat religiously. Uh, and that's where all their friends were. And now they're looking for a new home for their friends. 
You could also use VR chat on the Meta Quest 2 or the Oculus Quest 2. I'll, I'll call it the Oculus because I don't agree with this. If they do something I'm okay with, like removing the Facebook requirement, I'm like, yes, I'll call you by the name you want to be. But this is the Oculus Quest 2. Uh, so if you wanted to buy the Meta Quest 2 last month, you paid one price, and now it's 100 bucks more. You don't get anything different. It's the exact same thing you would have bought. But now it's $100 more. The Verge reports that Meta just made the surprising, surprising announcement that it will be raising the price of its Quest 2 virtual reality headsets by $100. And this says next month, but this was last month. So it's now. It was August 1st. Um, it's weird for a two-year-old consumer tech project, uh, product to suddenly go up in price. Um, so, yes, the same product you could buy in September of 2020 will now cost 33% more. Uh, the official reason Meta is raising prices is that, quote, the cost to make and ship our products have been on the rise, unquote. Uh, and they say, quote, by adjusting the price of the Quest 2, we can continue to grow our investment in groundbreaking research and new product development that pushes the VR industry to new heights, unquote. Uh, so it's got the same display, same processor, same design. Uh, they did give it a storage bump in July of 2021, and they, they didn't raise the price then. So that's it. You get a storage bump. I think they're also giving Beat Saber with it, though. I think you get Beat Saber free because, remember, Meta bought the Beat Saber developer. So Beat Saber is now officially a Meta product. Um, there's rising inflation. We've heard a lot about the supply chain and, and all that stuff. Um, but it's also that the company is tightening its belt across the board. Uh, because of other divisions of Meta, let's, talk, let's just say Facebook, um, they have lost a lot of advertising revenue because of in the European Union, uh, users are now allowed to opt out of letting apps track your entire device. And apparently that has lost Meta like $10 billion in revenue because they can't accurately target users by by seeing what you do on your entire phone. Now they can only track what you do inside Meta apps. They can't track what you do everywhere else. Uh, because uh, the European Union made it too easy for people to opt out of that. Uh, thankfully, we don't have that in the U.S. yet. According, you know, I'm, I'm sure Meta is very thankful for that. Uh, but hopefully, it'll come here at some point. I think that it's it's that uh, tightening across the board. Meta's Reality Labs business, which houses its VR hardware, bleeds money right now. It bleeds money. Last quarter, uh, Meta re reported a nearly $3 billion loss for Reality Labs. So stemming losses for the Quest 2 could be one way Meta is trying to shore things up. And Meta does not have the size of production of established large hardware manufacturers like Apple. So the economies of scale that typically apply across the shelf life of a product may not have a big impact on its bottom line. I also think... That part of this also is the fact that they are – this actually happened at the same time. The, the price jump was the same day that they uh, allegedly, and I haven't verified this, removed the Facebook account requirement to use the MetaQuest 2. Uh, now, I believe, the, as of August 1st, when this price jump happened, they no longer forced you to have Facebook, which also makes it harder for them to track what you're doing because now – they were, uh, you were the product. If you get something for free or for cheap, you are the product. Uh, you are not the customer, you're the product. They have now have a lot less ways of making you a desirable product for advertisers. And so what they've done instead is they're like, okay, well, we'll make you pay $100 extra up front to make up for the fact that we can't productize your information. 
So that's probably part of it too, but they don't want to say that. They don't want to say that out loud. Zenmonkey11 says, uh, don't forget that the new headsets have the new Meta logo. It looks like a pretzel. Fail. Uh, my head, second headset has the Meta logo off it, on it. It looks awful. Uh, and Zenmonkey11 says, the account change has been uh, in effect since mid-July. They've been emailing or telling us that we can switch on August 6th, which was yesterday. So... That's good. Um, I, I I knew that they were making it to where you didn't need it to set it up. For a long time, you needed a Facebook account to set up the Quest, and then you could unassociate or disassociate that Facebook account. But now I believe you can just create your account without Facebook at all. And Mike Def does point out, you're not looking at the logo most of the time. It's on the outside. That's why I have, like, googly eyes, because I don't see the googly eyes when I'm in VR. And as Sharon Matt says, it's kind of lame that they're upping the cost of refurbished models as well. That does suck. That that is that is I don't I don't like that either. So uh, remember when I said I'm going to get a, a MetaQuest two? Uh, now that I can uh, you know use you don't have to have associate a Facebook account with it. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. Did not get it. So let's talk about a little bit of uh, news that happened this week. I was I was actually just going to do those two stories, and then I saw these two. One of these was brought up. Uh, as a as a question, because I was like, what should I talk about tonight? Because I've been kind of out of it. Uh, and then I saw this one. So uh, our favorite, favorite topic, we're going to talk about NFTs. Uh, so uh, Eurogamer reports that uh, an NFT minter on GameStop's newly launched NFT marketplace has been ca- caught selling games they didn't make and had no authority to sell. As first reported by Ars Technica, the interactive NFTs on the Nifty Arcade Collection were being minted and sold without the creator's permission, much less any arrangement for the creators to share in any crypto profits. Uh, GameStop has since confirmed that the person behind Nifty Arcade has been uh, suspended, but Ars reports that he is still holding on to tens of thousands of dollars in cryptocurrency he made while selling those NFTs before this suspension. Furthermore, the unlicensed games are still fully accessible from GameStop's servers. So uh, Nifty Arcade creator Nathan Ello reportedly told ours this, and, and this is his actual voice. If people find value in these NFTs, that's a bonus. But my intent is to create and showcase games that are playable within NFT marketplaces and within NFT's market uh, wallets. Should someone want the convenience of playing the game directly from their wallet or their own profile page on the marketplace without having to navigate to mine, then they're welcome to buy a copy. So, uh, Ello insists that the games were taken from open source game repositories approved for commercial use and that the, uh, that one of the games, Galactic Wars, has an unlicensed tag. But ours was able to discover that Worm Nom Nom's license, for example, clearly prohibited commercial use. Ello has since confirmed that they never sought any necessary permission from the original creators before selling them. Uh, he says, quote, this person didn't contact me or ask me anything. He just took my game and sold it. If they want to profit from my work, I think you should at least ask. I've been working on video games for years, but Volcano Bites is not something I do for money. It's a personal project, something I mainly do for love, and my income is not that of a real business, but that's my work, and it shouldn't be exploited with anyone uh, without my permission, unquote. Um, so that was uh, Borgia Ditana from Galactic Wars uh, who said that. Ello says that his account on the GameStop 
NFT storefront has been suspended until they have the IP issues related to my initial collection. Uh, we have resolved that. GameStop has yet to re- uh, respond to re- uh, request for comment. Um, so, uh, Questbuster says, from what I also understand, the content isn't just accessible from GameStop servers either. They use a torrent-like file distribution system so that any other shared node will have the content despite GameStop removing the app from their store. Uh, so, and uh, it, it's what's what actually was going on, what the, what the creator was trying to do. And is, um, is they were taking going to open source repositories and saying, hey, this is open source. I'm going to take it and I can do what I want with it. Not realizing that the license were like, you can't sell this. He thought, oh, it's open source. I can go sell it if I want. And so he went and said, I'm going to go sell these because like, if the creator's not going to sell it, then why can't, why shouldn't I try to sell it? I mean, it's, it's something that people will want. If, if people don't want it, they won't buy it. And people did buy these, these games and the create the, and Ello has the money. He has it in his wallet. Uh, he's kind of offered late later. He's like, I'll offer 100% of, the non-operational blah 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 to you, but it was after the fact, and but he feels that well, I mean, you put it out there, uh, the source code's out there, you're giving it away for free. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do what I want with it. So it's that's what they this person thought, and that's why having an unregulated marketplace does hurt for some people. And uh, artists have been complaining about this for a long time. Uh, artists have been, you know, because people will just go to DeviantArt and take your art and then put it up on the, on the marketplace so much so that, that DeviantArt actually scours a lot of like OpenSea and, and a lot of these other things to see if anybody of their members has art up there and then send them a notice. Now, DeviantArt can't do anything about it, but the artists now have to go and, you know, issue a DMCA takedown to wherever's hosting the uh, the, the piece of art. Uh, but, the, but the person who's minting it is like, well, why aren't you selling it? I think you should come over here and sell your art because if you're not going to, I'm going to. And that that's kind of the conversation that's been had uh, for this. So, yeah, and S.J. Matt even says that uh, NFT bros will always victim blame and say, well, yeah, you, if you were smart, you'd do it yourself. And then they'd be like, well, you should partner with me and I'll give you 30%. And, you know, because I'm going to do all the work of setting it up. Uh, so, luckily, he's been suspended, but other people are going to try this. And so, if you do open source game development, uh, you might want to put a license on it at least that says it's not for commercial use. Other people can't use it in their commercial commercial ventures. Uh, these companies, uh, these people did that and got stolen from anyway, and they don't really have much of a recourse because it's out there on the internet. People have it. People have paid money for it, and that's it. Uh, but but uh, you know that that way you can kind of protect yourself, and maybe there's some legal stuff that can happen down the road. So uh, the last thing I want to talk about this actually was brought up. On uh, on on uh, the Discord because they were asking um, Rob was asking what I thought about this and if this was something up my alley. Uh, Polygon reports that Capcom's beloved crossover fighting game, Marvel versus Capcom Two, it is uh, it's coming. 
uh, New Age of Heroes is getting a new re-release in arcade cabinet form thanks to retro arcade specialist Arcade 1-Up. The arcade cabinet will also include seven other Capcom fighting games based on Marvel Comics characters. Arcade 1-Up's Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet uh, will be available for pre-order starting September 8th. Uh, and they, they announced that on uh, at Evo 2022 on uh, Friday, so just a couple of days ago, because Evo is going on this weekend, and is expected to ship sometime this fall. The machine features a 17-inch monitor and Wi-Fi connectivity for online multiplayer. In addition to Marvel vs. Capcom 2, the cabinet will also include the original Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, which was previously released by RK1UP, Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Strider, Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes, X-Men Children of the uh, of the Atom, X-Men Mutant Apocalypse, and uh, Marvel Superheroes in War of the Gems. So, uh, Rob was asking, "Do is this something I'm interested in? I'm not a big fighting game fan, uh, but I do like some of the stuff that Arcade One Up has put out. Uh, I do have Arcade One Ups, uh, but I've tended to get the arcade one-ups with uh, very specialized control schemes. So I got Star Wars first, which was a flight yoke. I got OutRun second, which is seated with a uh, steering wheel. Then I got Tron that has a very specific setup. This is cool for people that, you know, don't have that much space and really love these games uh, and want to play them. And they do, arcade one-up does, I think, do a good job of this stuff, especially the updates they've made to the newer cabinets compared to the old ones. Um, I do still hear a little bit about the build quality of the joystick and the buttons, but if you're handy with doing repairs and upgrading the buttons, you can fix that up yourself. Um, but I think this is a good collection uh, that that uh, that people who enjoy this enjoy those games would probably like. It is a smaller cabinet than a normal uh, arcade cabinet, so you're going to be scrunched up if you're doing a two player game. But I but if you're really there for the nostalgia factor and not necessarily the serious factor, if you're the type of people that like playing these games but not necessarily going to Evo, then the, the arcade one ups are a really good option. Uh, I have a friend that I know from college who's not really a gamer, but he loved Mortal Kombat two, in his youth, um, and so he was asking me, I'm like, is this Mortal Kombat two arcade one up? Like, I, I I really want it. Is it good? And I'm like, for you, it's great, and he loves it. He loves that thing amazingly, and he plays it a lot. He doesn't mod it. He doesn't care about modding it or putting anything else in it because you can absolutely do that. You can take the cabinet and rip out the guts and put in your own stuff. Uh, but he loves it for what it is. RK1UP did a really good job for what it is. If I'm, It was asked, am I going to be getting this? I'm going a different route. I want to actually get a full-size arcade cabinet that has joystick and buttons that can play all these games. Uh, so, uh, you know, yeah, that's a little bit R, you know, whatever, but, uh, that's where I'm going. So I'm not going to be buying an arcade one up that has joystick and buttons cause I'm going to have that elsewhere. So, uh, but, but if you want to have like a lineup of arcade games, uh, like in your house, if you've got the disposable income for that. Uh, then this is really, um, then Arcade 1UP really does a good job, especially with the later units. Uh, it was a little shaky early on, but they do a really good job, and it is a really neat vibe um, to to have all the arcade machines in a row. You get the sounds. It feels like you're in an arcade if you've got enough of them in a basement uh, or something, and you can do fun things with lighting uh, to, to, to make it work. Uh, and, and and give yourself a neat space because a lot of times that's what we're doing now. Uh, if you have uh, uh, if if you're fortunate enough to have a house that has space for it, uh, a lot of people are now making an arcade room. Other people in the past used to have 
uh, record listening rooms or maybe they'd have a pool table or something like that, especially if you're you're in an area that has basements and houses. That's really where you see it. Not every place has basements, um, but but in my area we do. Uh, and you know, but that's what people would do in the past. And now people can have arcades in their basement. Pod culture says at games may be the thing for Bobby. Then yes, at games does a good job. I think that they're the Legends series. I'm actually going to go with a custom build. There's a company around here that does custom builds. That's what I'm going to be going through. Uh, and some people, I think, were asking about the price. Uh, they didn't announce the price, but it's probably going to be six hundred dollars for this Marvel vs. Capcom two cabinet. So uh, we are going to take a very quick music break, uh, and then we can take somebody's call. Uh, if you go over to, to our Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord, hop into the Green Room voice chat channel, and then I can see you, and then I can pull you in, and uh, we can talk about uh, whatever you want to talk about in the gaming industry, maybe something I didn't talk about this week. You're participating with The Bobby Blackwell Show. You're in the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. <laughs> You're listening to the Bobby Blackwood Show. Woohoo! It's a number one. I thought Chatterbox Video Game Radio was number one. <laughs> I'm number one. The heck with everybody else. <laughs> You're listening to the great radio show. Now have a rotten day. <laughs> Waluigi was left out of that. I don't know why. I was surprised he did it. I was thankful for that. That was a long time ago. Uh, standing in line to play the Wii for the first time at E3. Charles Martinet uh, agreed to do that for me in another podcast that uh, is no longer on the air because it's been a long time since then. Uh, if you want to leave a bumper, you do not have to be Charles Martinet. Uh, all you got to do is send me either a video or an audio of just your voice. I will choose which DMCA violation I want to risk in the back uh, of it and uh, about coming back to the Bobby Black Wolf show. And the reason I played that bumper is because uh, the music break that I did that you don't get to hear on the podcast, you know, it's only here for the live audience, is uh, is uh, was is an Overclock Remix from from a game. I used Overclock Remix, ocremix.org. Uh, not .com. Uh, and uh, it was from Mario Kart. It was Waluigi. It was a remix of Waluigi Pinball, the stage from Mario Kart DS, which got released this week to uh, with because this the Wave 2 of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Pass came out. So it's $25 for like eight or f- six waves. I think it's like 48 tracks or something. Uh, or if you have the expansion pass for Nintendo Switch Online, you get it for free until you no longer pay for that. But... Uh, and that was the course that everybody wanted was the Waluigi Pinball, and it was a fun course. I played through the tracks once, so I don't have like any kind of in-depth stuff about it. But uh, I will say that uh, the tour courses still confuse me, which was the case with the uh, first first one, because they do a lot of the Mario Kart tour courses, uh, and that's what they're bringing in a lot. And they confuse me a little bit, only because I've only done it once. I think if I've played the, played the courses more often, that... Um, that that I would get it, but the tour courses, it's laps, but they close off certain areas. And so you're going a different route for laps two and three, and you're still seeing the other racers and stuff. And I haven't quite figured it out yet, only because I haven't done it enough. That's the only reason. It's not because of the course. It's it's because of me. It's because of Bobby Blackwell. And I just need to sit and do a little bit more of it. And um, and Johnny Wufai even says, I'm not a fan of the tour courses. Um, 
But there was a new, and I thought in Wave 1 there was a new course, but it, it wasn't. It actually was from Mario Kart Tour, the Ninja Court, where you're like on the rooftops in in, in Japan, in, in ancient Japan. That one was kind of cool. Uh, and But they did another new course that I don't think was in tour. Uh, it's not labeled like it's in tour, but they didn't label the Ninja course from Wave 1, and it absolutely was in Mario Kart Tour, I learned later. But uh, this one, it's like Sunday something, and by Sunday, it's not the day, it's the, the dessert. It's a dessert-themed course. That one I felt was kind of cool. And I, I like the music in it and stuff like that. Uh, some other people were like, I didn't, uh, Dark TC, I think, said, I didn't like that one as much. I should probably play it again. I probably need to play these a lot more to figure out if I like them or not. Uh, but I only went through once. Um, Dark TC says, I like that Japan course for the most part. There's one part I always fall off no matter how many times I try it. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, but Waluigi Pinball was in there. Uh, one of the Super Nintendo courses was there, and it's very flat and fast. Uh, that one was a fun one. They do. Uh, is it Chaco Mountain? Is the one that one of the ones they brought over? Uh, it, or not Chaco Mountain? Kalahari Desert, I think, is the one that I'm thinking of. That has the train. Uh, I will warn you because that's from the N64 one and it's pretty iconic with the train in the center. I will warn you, it does the same thing the tour does, and it changes the course. So lap two is different from lap one. It was kind of interesting. So uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, but it was it. I I, I am I am getting my twenty five dollar enjoyment out of these courses. So uh, I, that's that's mainly what I want to say about that. And uh, Johnny Wu Fi says they also updated one of the, some of the Wave One courses. I do believe the one thing I heard that they updated from the Wave One course is Coconut Mall, which uh, in the Wii version. Uh, had these little cars that had Miis from your system. They were all the shoppers, were the Miis in your system. And the cars, they, they were just like parked in big cars, not the little go-karts like you. And they were pretty uh, ruthless in what they did to you. And they weren't in Wave 1 of the Booster Pass. Uh, they have updated Coconut Mall, and the Shy Guys now that uh, that drive those cars, they are, once again, ruthless. So that they've, they've added some of that uh, back so have fun with that. And Dark Tatsia says, the Sunday one, I keep falling off. Well, then just don't fall off. That's that's how you do it. So uh, I do not see anybody in uh, the the green room. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk to uh, to, to see, see what's going on next. Coming up next here at the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash VOG Network is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California that talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And we like to check in with them and see what they're talking about. And uh, Rob Roberts says, not Bobby Blackwell saying get good. Maybe maybe I am Sacramento. Are you there? I am here, Bobby. How are you? I, good, apparently, right? I, I, am do- I am good. I got good. <laughs> you got good. I got I good. haven't tried these new courses yet. I want to I wanna check it out. Just, yeah. You know, on my ever-growing backlog of games to play, right? Yes. I mean, at least like this, like it, it gets downloaded and you can play them once. Like I went through all of them and, you know, both races and sets in like 30 minutes or something. It's just getting those 30 minutes yeah. to sit there and do it. It's it's that little hit of uh, that little rush of the nostalgia of the prior courses because yeah. you know Waluigi Pinball obviously was great. I love the mushroom one from the Wii game, the Mushroom Gorge, and yeah. I know that is in this latest pack. And then the railroad one you were talking about, like there's a lot of a yeah. lot of good courses in this particular um, yeah. lineup. So, and then there's yeah. two courses from Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Mario Kart Tour is also here. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there are good courses, and then there's some courses from Mario Kart yeah. Tour. Yeah. I didn't but mind luckily, the Sydney one as when, much. When, 
when you play with friends, you can, you know, vote yeah. for your favorite courses. Yeah. And yeah. if your favorite courses are Mario Kart Tour, you're probably not playing with yeah. friends. I, I will say the Sydney one wasn't as bad as, as some of <laughs> the good. others. So, you know, they, they, they did a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I, I like the idea of, like, going through, like, iconic cities and stuff like that. I mean, I like the aesthetic that they're going for. I just didn't really like the course layout or yeah. anything. So you were the one who asked me about the uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 arcade one-up. And you asked me if I was thinking about going into that or what I was, what I, mm-hmm. what, if, I was, if it was piquing my interest. So I'm going to throw it back at you. Does it <laughs> pique your interest? Um, probably not for the price. However, I think Alan is very interested in it. Ah. So there may be a compromise thing going on or just, you know, a... You know, he, he should be allowed to have a, a thing that he likes, too. Yeah. It's, it is it is only fair. So uh, there there may be a little bit of that going on. But he's a big uh, MVC2 fan. Now, if this was like Capcom versus SNK2, yeah. we'd be I'd have a very different answer here. But I'm not, yeah. you know, that that game's going to be in a weird area because of the fact, you know, it was, you know, kind of it was a Dreamcast game. It was an arcade game. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would love to see a cabinet, but all the rights issues may make it difficult. Yeah. But we'll see. Never say never. I mean, at least Arcade One Up does the right thing here, and like they put like seven games on this cabinet. So yes, Marvel vs. Capcom That's... Two is on the marquee, but they've put in a bunch of other uh, Marvel and Capcom fighting games on this cabinet, and so that makes it a good deal. That's that's the other thing too is it's not just about MVC two but the other games and that's a big reason why actually a cabinet and uh, Alan is interested in this and I am too he's been eyeing is one that they've been give, er, giving away at Costco selling at Costco because mm-hmm. uh, Alan loves Costco who doesn't right. uh, it's a uh, uh, they have a, a Namco type of cabinet um, I think it's actually it was either the wooden Pac Man one mm-hmm. or it was a super pack uh, super Pac Man branded one which I I like super Pac Man a lot I know it's yeah. not really popular with the fandom i remember it from a kid and i really enjoy it and it's not just about like pac-man but it has a lot of great namco stuff in it it's a good like namco cab you know this data east cabinet i have behind me it's only really four games because data east sadly doesn't really have the rich classics catalog that you know a company like namco has but i don't regret burger time that's for sure yeah no i mean like even like the outrun cabinet that i got it has four other games from in that outrun universe that kind of used a lot of the same stuff but like arcade one up was really good about doing stuff like that and i mean but because i get like the very specialized controllers like there were only three games that ever used the star wars yoke so that's all the three on them and like tron has just two games because that's all that used that control scheme yeah so you know but but arcade one up when they're doing the button the joystick and buttons which is what most people have they're pretty good at trying to cram as many of that they can license easily on that same license, they they're good at cramming all that in because they realize. I, I think they realize, unless it's The Simpsons, that a lot of people are probably going to balk at six hundred dollars for just one game, but mm-hmm. six hundred dollars for seven games makes it a little bit easier. It's a little, yeah. For sure. I'd be curious if your friend that um, loves Mortal Kombat 2 and got that machine, if they ended up exploring Mortal Kombat 3 and discovering yeah. a love for later Mortal Kombat games. I think yeah. it was all Mortal Kombat yeah. games in that cabinet. I don't yeah. think they put any other. Yeah, I think, and I think it was the it. Yeah. Mortal Kombat cabinet that he got, but it was specifically for two. So, yeah, it was it was whatever that Mortal Kombat one was. Uh, but and he yeah. loves it. Like, he still talks yeah. about it to this day. And I, 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 but I think what he did. I think he did get another cabinet. Like he's like, I love these arcade one up. So I think he got like a Pac-Man cabinet or something. He found he saw one of the ones for like seventy bucks or eighty bucks on clearance. There you and go. He's like, I'll do it. And so he 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 only thought he was ever going to get the one. And I think he got a second one. 
Okay. And, and he's not really a gamer. Uh, but he just, he, that was a big, that Mortal Kombat was just huge in his life. And he has the disposable income now, so he got it. And, yeah. and so I think it's been really cool. You don't have to be a hardcore gamer to have dropped your fair share of quarters yeah. in a particular arcade machine oh, yeah. back in the day. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, and I even go around like we have like sometimes around here in the neighborhood, we go and have events at like other people's house in the neighborhoods and I'll go down. I've seen that Mortal Kombat arcade one up in one of my neighbor's houses. He just has it in the basement. You know, That's like funny. next, like he's got a pool table and he's got some other, and then there's a Mortal Kombat cabinet just sitting there from what arcade a basement. one up. Right. What See, a basement. You live in California. I know we don't have basements here, so oh well. You can come visit my basement in about five weeks, four weeks, whenever that is. Yeah, I was like, I think it's coming up more like four weeks, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) maybe even three. Actually, what is time anymore? Yeah, what is time? Uh, So, what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Radio tonight? All right. Well, we'll talk about. We're going to recap, of course, some of those things you talked about as well. Except, I mean, you missed the Pokemon Presents yeah. uh, announcements. I know you're a huge yeah. Pokemon fan, so we'll recap some of that as well. Talking about the latest trailer for Scarlet and Vi- Violet, and uh, some of the other Pokemon games as yeah. well, getting uh, updates like Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Cafe, and so on. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about a brand new cloud gaming console. Mm-hmm. Does this fill a space that's needed? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about maybe what the interest level of this is or if this is maybe a little too late or a little yeah. too early, whatever the case may be. So we'll yeah. talk uh, about that and much more. All right. Orange Launch Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thank you, as always, Bobby. So um, usually this is it. Um, so the show's over. Orange Launch Radio will be up next. Um, so... I wanted to make just say something here that um, what we talk about on this podcast and what we do here uh, in the grand scheme of things in the world it can be considered silly. And I'm using my quotey fingers because it's inconsequential. It's video games. There's a lot of things going on in the world. Uh, but even though there's a lot of things that we should be worried about in the world uh, and, you know, things that are going on. Uh, I like to think that what we do here at Vogue, me for this hour and Orange Lounge Radio for three hours, uh, provides a little bit of um, of a respite from that and, um, you know, gives you a break from the stress and the anxiety uh, from what's going on, maybe what whatever's going on in your life or what's going on in your community or what you're worried about, about your future. Um, and uh, this was that for me tonight. And so I want to thank each and every one of you uh, for allowing me to do this and talk silly things tonight. Uh, Because uh, yesterday my mother passed away. And you may, some people may recoil. They're like, your mother passed away yesterday and you're going to go sit and go stream on Twitch and talk about video games. Uh, My mother would have wanted me to do this. Um. And she was very supportive of this. And having a routine like this, even though this literally just happened, um, this, is, this has been great. And I was able to sit here and talk about VR chat. And I was able to talk about, uh, you know, MetaQuest 2 and talk about Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Uh, and I wasn't thinking about all the stuff I have to do uh, over the next couple weeks because I'm the executor and all everything goes to me and there's a house 
uh, that uh, we moved in when I was three and a half months old, and uh, it's a hoarder's paradise. Uh, and I've been, they've lived there for a little bit longer than 29 years, uh, and I have to start going to do that tomorrow. Uh, but uh, you all being here and me being here uh, has helped me give me an hour of normalcy. Uh, because a lot of things are going to be happening that's outside of my normal comfort zone. Uh, and my mother would have wanted me to be here. Uh, she would not have wanted me to to lose this uh, because of this. So uh, she lived a wonderful 77 years uh, on this earth, and um, she made me the person that I am. Uh, she touched the lives of many, and uh, she will be missed. Uh, but, uh, she will always live on. So thank you all for being here and for your kind words, uh, and support. And I will be back next Sunday night uh, to talk about silly things again, uh, just like my mom would want, uh, to happen. So yes, that is, uh, that's it for me next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vognetwork. That is where uh, I am, and that's where we are here to be silly and talk about silly things like video games uh, for, for an hour or four hours with Orange Lounge Radio coming up afterwards. It's a one-two punch of, of silly, mostly inconsequential topics. Uh, to get your mind off of everything going on. Uh, we are on Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, that's where you can chat during the week and suggest topics that you want to hear on the show. Uh, and uh, that's where uh, I am. And I'm also on Twitter, at Bobby Blackwolf. Uh, everywhere, basically, at Bobby Blackwolf. So if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. Uh, and maybe they want to join. And talk about some silly stuff as well. Uh, or a distraction from whatever is going on. And I do see all the uh, nice condolences in chat. Thank you so much for that. Uh, thank you for being a part of this. I'm going to go ahead and hit this button so we can get out of here. And I will I will absolutely be back next Sunday night. And hey, Dragon Con's in a couple weeks. Maybe I'll see you there. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Take care of yourself. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.